Hello and welcome to Fine Wine where I talk about older media and whether it has or has not aged like fine wine and I tend to whine about stuff. So today I'm going to be talking about Jane and the Lost City from 1987. This film was a British film based off like British comic strip from I think the 50s and it takes place in like World War II with Jane being the titular character, of course. Um, so first off, the movie starts off a very racy. Um, within five seconds, you have cartoon boobs and a cartoon lady in lingerie um, doing her thing, shaking her stuff around. <laughs> um, and that's like the comic strip iteration of Jane to like open up the film which I think is sort of cute like call back to the original type thing um so then we go to the main villain of the movie played by Maude Adams Miss Octopussy um so Maude Adams I watched this movie I think before I watched Octopussy so all I knew was that she played Octopussy not that and that she said that's my little octopusy. Um, but that's all I knew about her. So it was fun to watch her in this, though. Um, so she plays a Nazi. And in my notes, I have Maude Adams with a hot military mommy outfit. <laughs> um, and on her... So since she's a Nazi lieutenant, she has armbands on. But... Um, it's definitely not because they had, like, fear of, like, Nazi stigma. Well, uh, well, of course, they play the bad guys, but it's not because they were scared of, like, putting, like, the swastika on, but to further, I guess, describe Maud's character as a character, they gave her hot pink armbands with the swastika on it. Um, so... That, I think, was a very artful decision on behalf of the director, costume designer, and producers. Very impactful. <laughs> so then we get introduced to what they find, and they find a giant diamond from Africa, um, from like a lost city. And like, the diamond is like, just looks like plastic, but I mean, can't do much with that, I guess, but... She's like, we need to get those diamonds. So, um, oh, oh, I just read through my notes again. Um, and this was definitely after I watched Octopussy, because I wrote this little gem. Maud's little swastopussy. Hmm. Hmm. Okay, moving on. Um, so then we get to meet Jane. Jane is, like, um, a blonde. She has her hair done, like, pin-up style. She's very pin-up. I mean, that's what the comic strip was, like, written for. Like, to be pin-up, fun, little intrigue adventure. So, first thing that we see of Jane is her getting her pants ripped off. And then, after she gets her pants ripped off, then she gets her top ripped off. And then she's just 
having to carry on in her nude bra and negligee, which is like, um, wow. Like right away into the movie, like not even 10 minutes in, but we get all of this. Very surprising, um, especially, well, not so much because it's the late 80s, but still very surprising that we see all of this in a movie, I think, mainly like targeted to a younger demographic, I think. Um, there's one character named Heinrich. I said he's low-key winning the movie. Um, and then I'm also sort of rooting for Maud because her outfits are, like, Maud's outfits throughout the movie have, are, were just, like, popping off. Um, Heinrich is her, like, little henchman guy. Um, and then, so Jane and her higher-ups, like, her commanders and stuff, they got on a plane to Africa, and obviously their most useful tool that they brought with them was their dog. They brought a dog with them onto the military jet to Africa, because it's needed, obviously. Um, and then they get to Africa, and I think they have to jump out the plane, so then they have to swim to shore. But then they get to a little town... And in the town, they stay in, like, a little hovel. Well, not hovel. Like, a little hotel. A hostel, if you would. Um, and there's a little psycho reference in this. Um, they have Jane taking a shower, facing the shower head. And then a guy comes up, and it's like... <coughs> you know, like, um... With the guy with the knife. But it wasn't a guy with a knife. It was just, um... Well, it was a guy with a knife. It was Heinrich. He had a knife and he was going to do a little murder because they're obviously both after the, the lost city with the wealth of the diamonds. But his plan is foiled and he gets to not murder Jane like in Psycho. <laughs> um, and then in the bar area of the little... Um, hostel that they're staying at they're having like tango music like playing so um Maud Adams's character she gets up and starts dancing and it's such an awkward dancing because then everybody else in the bar starts to dance but it's like it's only men in the bar so then they start partnering with each other which is like sort of cute like go gay rights progressive whatever <laughs> but so then, they, also before Jane and crew get to the hostel, they run into this um, love interest guy who is like, I guess he's hot. I don't know. I don't really think so. But by 80s standard, I guess he was. He sort of, he's the one that dances with Maud Adams and she's like, you better help us. And he's like, um, I'm okay. So then... Maud and her Motley crew capture him and then they put him into a hut and tie him down with a candle and once the candle burns through a rope that's above it, it will set off a series of traps that will then launch spears that will kill the dude. Um, you know, as you do instead of just like killing the guy that you were going to kill 
because you want to give the heroes, like, a chance to save them. Um, so obviously, Jane is like, wait a minute, where is this dude? So she finds the hut, and she hears his calls, and then she goes up the hut, she climbs through the roof, and she's able to just barely save him in time. Right as he gets free, one of the spears that was going to go and pierce him just barely misses his crotch because he's able to sit up. And it's like, ooh. And also, while Jane is climbing down to save him, lo and behold, her dress gets ripped off when she jumps from the roof. So she's doing this, again, basically naked, and then she gets on top of him. Like, um, okay. And Jane's outfits, even before they get ripped off, they are, like... The fabric is so thin, like zero nanometers. Like you can see everything still. (laughs) Like you can see the outline of her legs. Just like if you shine a light there, you're going to see everything. So, I mean, okay. So Jane and crew are able to find the lost city because they find a painting in the bar of the like mini hotel. And it had, like, a mountain, a volcano. And the city that they're looking for is, like, underneath the volcano. So they're like, okay, now we know where to go. So they set off. Maude and her crew are also going in the same general direction. And once they get to the city, they run into the sexy warrior queen. Um, She's donning jaguar skin she's wearing just like i think an animal skin bra and hot knee-high boots and feathers and like adorned with like warrior queen accoutrements um so i was like love her and she sits like she was on her throne She was just sitting there, her legs wide open, and then she was, like, threatening them because they, like, encroached on her land of her people. And, like, you know, as you would do, she ties them up, but then she pulls Jane aside. So she and Jane start talking together, and they're, like, having a good old time. All of Jane's companions are conked out. They're all knocked out, so they don't know what's going on yet. But Jane's just having a fine old time drinking with this warrior lady. Turns out, the warrior lady, she went to Oxford. She was living in England, like, the whole time until she was like, I guess I have to go back home now because I'm the only heir. (laughs) Which I think, very funny. Good job, writers. And so it's like... The warrior queen is like, oh, we have, like, um, ancient prophecies handed down that are telling us of a destruction to this land, but it's, like, it's happened, we have, like, so many little scares so many times. We believe it's just, like, a little, little, like, folk story. Like, it's not actually going to happen, but it turns out it happens. There's an earthquake, there's some rumbling, and she's like, 
oh shit, it's really happening this time. Like, she says that, literally. Um, let me see if I can do the voice. Oh shit, it's really happening this time. <laughs> oh my god, that was so bad. Anyways, they get their way into a secret room in the warrior temple. Um... Jane, like, solves the puzzle to get inside of it. And it's, like, filled with mummies and stuff. And the warrior lady's like, oh, hey, it's my grandma. And then she, like, just hugs it and stuff. You know, as you do. And in that little, like, hidden room, in the little enclave, they find the diamonds. But, uh uh-oh, the Nazis come and take the diamonds from them. Um, so they are like sort of SOL. The Nazis lock them in the tomb and they're like, how do we get out of here? Also, the volcano is about to erupt and like kill us. So Miss Warrior Queen is like, oh, don't worry. My grandma had like a little escape room here. So they have to open the grandmother's tomb like all the way up move her body, and then go through a little hidey hole in the, like, in the coffin. So they crawl out, they're able to get out all happily, um, and once they get out, they have to get the diamonds back. And, but before they actually get out, Jane is first through the little hidey hole. And, of course, what can we expect expect from this film but Jane's ass? Jane's ass is sticking up in the air, and, like, all the dudes in it are like, ooh, you know? Um, I mean, I think even the warrior lady was a bit like that, too. But warrior lady's about to have her little, like, her little thing come up soon. Um, But, yeah, Jane's ass up in the air. I mean, is it... I I don't know how to feel about it, because I think it's definitely dated but definitely better than Elvira for sure (laughs) um so they escape they go out and then they're like well now we have to catch up to the guy but before they can a bunch of guys on horses um arrive and the warrior queen recognizes them and it turns out when the warrior queen and Jane were talking, they were discussing, like, what she used to do when she was, like, going to school in London, and then when she was, like, in university, and she was like, I had this love of this one dude, but we couldn't be together because I had to return to my, to assume my rightful spot as, like, queen. So she never got to be with this dude. But this dude just, like, randomly shows up with a bunch of dudes with his cohort on horses. She's like, oh my god, it's you! So she jumps on the back of his horse, and then they just, like, fuck off. They're, like, gone, out of the plot. She's done with this movie. Like, good for her. She gets a good ending. <laughs> like, woo! I would have liked to follow her for the rest of the movie. But we don't get to, so... Then Warrior Lady's out of the picture. So... Then we get... Um, then we get the guy, they're like chasing the Nazis with the diamonds and jewels and all the riches. 
because they can't they don't Jane and her crew don't want to let them use that new found like wealth to fund their like army expenditure of course makes sense so they chase them down and they get to the airfield where the Nazis and Maud are about to um take off also Maud has had like several outfits through this whole movie that have been literally like amazing and they're very like they're not outfits that were like of the 80s but they were outfits from like more from like the 60s even though this film is based in the 40s but it was very like um it was, actually I would say it was like a mix of like the structured shoulders of the 80s but mixed with a confluence of like the boxiness of the 60s with an air of the sophistication of the 40s yeah whatever that means whatever it means she looked great so many good outfits from her in this film loved her in this so they get they catch up to Maude and her crew also when she was going to the city with her Nazi guys she had them carry her around on like a little um what do you call those things I can't remember the things that you sit on that have a throne but that people carry that don't have wheels I can't remember but anyway she had her guys carry her on one of those like the whole time which queen shit love her for that she's great so they're on the plane Jane and her crew are able to get on the same plane that Maud and her crew are on so then they have a little showdown on the plane Jane um, ends up having to fight Maud because we have to have lady on lady fight you know they roll around a bit on the ground in the air um, you know <laughs> um, and it's just a grand old time obviously Jane and her people are able to save the day they get the jewels back Maud gets her comeuppance overall fun movie novel time a lot of fan service I guess because we got a lot of like the ripping of Jane's clothes off the showing off of her figure and yeah probably didn't age the best probably not like up to today's standards probably wouldn't get made today but it was fun time it was a fun time I would recommend seeing it it was like didn't feel like I wasted my, my like I wasted my time in that movie like I did in other movies that I'm not going to name Elvira Mistress of the Dark Mistress of the Night 1988 you know I'm going to have to watch the sequel to that so anyway Jane and the Lost City pretty good movie I would watch it again I wouldn't watch it again alone but I would watch it with somebody else but it just does everything that Elvira tried to do except better Jane had multiple outfits 
Maud had multiple outfits. Most of the characters had multiple outfits throughout the film. Elvira had one outfit. She could never. The, I think the studio had like a pretty good budget for Jane and the Lost City. Um, I had no idea if it had anything to do with the newly released movie called The Lost City, I think, with Sandra Bullock. Because her character is also named Jane, and it's also like The Lost City. I have no idea if they're related. I haven't bothered to like research it or anything. But I don't know. It's this type of movie. It's always like a gamble. Because I get the same vibe from Jane and the Lost City that I get from, I guess, the newer Jumanji films. And then also, surprisingly enough, Dora the Explorer. Um, I can't remember what the subtitle for that movie is. But that live action movie, I get the same vibes from, from Jane and the Lost City. Anyways, that is my... Um, discussion, my review, my vomiting of the, my, um, what was I even going to say? My vomiting of the plot to you of Jane and the Lost City. Um, and I'll be back for another rendition of this fine wine. Bye.